Psalm 55 is where we're going today. Psalm 55, let me highlight just a few things. As you can see, we put up a little tree this year in the church. If you have not seen our singing Christmas tree, our living Christmas tree, you are just going to be blown away. We haven't had the tree out for several years. Pastor Moses came and said, let's get that tree out and let's make Christmas come to life this year. And he began to unfold this plan for a, uh-oh, look at this, just a little, little sampling. It really is gorgeous. It's, it's something else. I told him, you just put the, that tree up and put the lights on, you could sing Yankee Doodle Dandy, dandy and it'd be, it'd be awesome. But this choir is going far beyond Yankee Doodle Dandy, and they've got awesome, awesome songs. It's going to be a great, great production. Pick up these postcards, Christmas Comes to Life, and pass them out to your, your friends, your neighbors, your co-workers. God gives us a gift. Do you know that God gives us a gift in the month of December? Yeah. Honestly, for those who are timid, those who are introverted, those who are shy, December is a gift from God. Because everywhere you look and everywhere you listen, it's all pointing to the birth of Jesus Christ. Do you know Christ is still in Christmas? You can't X that out. You can't take it out. So everywhere you go, there is an opportunity to share your faith and share the good news, which is Jesus Christ, born of a virgin, lived a sinless life, gave his life, died on a cross, rose again, and he's coming again. So this is a great opportunity. People will come and hear this choir sing that may never come and hear me preach, but we're counting on you to get the word out. I believe it'll be packed every night. It's going to be this Friday and Saturday, next Sunday night and Monday night, four nights running, and I believe it will be packed. So I want you to help me pack it out and get the word out. Amen. Also, we have our, our annual all-church Christmas banquet. We take this over to Knott's Berry Farm. And it's a highlight for me. It's really, really great. We honor a few people that have just naturally risen to the top over the year. Got a couple surprises. If you, if you think, oh, it's going to be the same old, same old, uh, you, you'll definitely want to come this year. There's a couple of surprises. Come prepared to laugh until your side hurts. I'm just telling you, it's going to be a lot of fun. And so um, I need you to sign up as quickly as possible. We need to get a head count to Knott's Berry so they can cook all the chicken that we're going to eat. Amen. Also, I'd love to have you all join me tonight at 6 o'clock. We're going to be decorating the sanctuary, the foyer, um, just the outside. And if all the life groups, we've tried to tie it with the life groups, but there are several that aren't involved in life groups yet, and you will be soon. Um, Please join us tonight. Bring some snacks. Everybody just bring some snacks, and we'll have, we'll have a great time decorating the house of God and visiting with one another. That's tonight at 6 o'clock. Psalm 55, just two verses today, but I believe they're very powerful, and God's going to say something to us through Psalm 55, 16 and 17, which says, As for me, I will call upon God, and the Lord shall save me. Evening and morning and at noon I will pray and cry aloud 
and he shall hear my voice. Father, thank you so much for your word. We ask now, God, that you speak to us. Give us guidance and direction, Lord. We give you praise. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. This prayer comes from one of the great Bible characters. This is a psalm of David. Shepherd boy, David. Giant slayer, David. <laughs> King of God's people, David. This particular psalm, it's a prayer. David is praying desperately to God because he's finding himself in trouble. He's probably one of my favorite characters. He's a man of faith but also a man that had his fair share of mistakes, didn't he? You can just read the life of David, and he's on the mountaintop with God, and, and God is blessing him, and then the next thing you know, he's, he's having an affair, and, and he's, he's a peeping Tom, and, and, and he's having a woman's husband killed, and just crazy stuff. And then he's back in God's graces, and God's blessing is on him again. But at the end of it all, David is known as a man after God's own heart. Let me say something to you, church. The fall is not what really matters because we're all going to fall. It's the getting up and moving forward. The mistake is not what really matters. It's the learning from the mistake and asking God to forgive you of the mistake and then helping somebody else in their mistake along the way. What really matters is what is said at the end of it all. I may be called many things at my deathbed, again, if I die, but I hope that I'm referred to as a man of faith. A man that loved God. A man that tried to help some other people. It motivates me to stay on the straight and narrow. To live right. To do right. God forbid that we start off strong and we end up weak. We don't even finish the race. David, man of faith, fair share of his mistakes. But at the end of it all, he was, he was known as a man after God's own heart. May it be said of each of us, we're men and women who love God and want to please God, and we are people after God's own heart. Amen? Here David is facing great trouble. The trouble is so great here that fear has gripped his heart. It must have been really bad because he said in verse number 6, I just wish I had wings so I could fly away from here. Look at that. Have you ever felt that way? So I said, oh, that I had wings like a dove. I would just fly away and, and be at rest. Ever want to just fly away from your troubles? Yeah. Ever want to just flit away to somewhere else? But the last time I checked, I didn't have any wings. The last time I checked, you didn't have any wings. And so here we are. Some of you, you're facing trouble right now. 
Some of you are right smack dab in the middle of something. David was gripped with fear, facing trouble, and it was trouble from within. Even those close to him had turned their backs on him. Ever been there? Look closely at verses 12 through 14. It's not my enemy who reproaches me. I could bear that. Nor is it the one who hates me that has exalted himself against me. I could hide from him. But it was you, a man my equal, my companion, my acquaintance, my friend even. We took sweet counsel together. We walked to the house of God together. Wow. When those you think you can trust and those that you think are on your side, when they turn on you, what do you do? Where do you go? What did David do? David did what he knew to do. David talked to God. <laughs> David prayed. Look at the start of this great chapter. Verse number one, give ear to my prayer, O God, and do not hide yourself from my supplication. David went to what he knew to do. You see, David had prayed before. David knows that God will hear him. David believes God will answer him. But it's not just that David prayed. I want us to focus today on how David prayed. David was persistent in prayer. I've entitled this message, Persistent in Prayer. Is anybody facing trouble today? You don't have to raise your hand. If you're not facing some bit of difficulty today, you should thank God and enjoy the reprieve. Now, I'm not, I'm not a doomsday preacher today, and I'm not trying to speak something negative today, but I'm just telling you what the Bible says. Jesus said, in this world, we would face tribulation. In this life, we would have trouble. If you're not facing trouble and going through difficulty right now, thank God, enjoy the reprieve, but brace yourself because around some corner, it might not be the next one, but I, I'm telling you, around some corner, you're going to face trouble again. You're going to have people turn on you, people that you loved, people that you thought you could trust. What do you do when trouble comes? What should we do when we face trouble, church? Pray. We ought to pray. We should pray. David prayed in his time of trouble. He was persistent in prayer. So we should also pray. Let me help you today with how we should pray. Jot down just a few notes that I believe will help you. I, I believe that, first of all, we ought to pray continually. Our prayer should just be ongoing, never stopping. Evening, Morning and at noon, bring up verse 17 for us. David said, 
I'm going to pray. David just made up his mind he's going to pray all day long. Morning, noon, and night. It reminded me of something the Apostle Paul said in 1 Thessalonians 5.17. Do you remember these words? Pray without ceasing. How do we do that? They're like, God, i got to answer the phone all day. You ever, you ever wondered how, how can you pray without ceasing, right? I mean, I'm preaching right now, so I'm not praying. You know, we, we, we live our lives. We don't wake up praying. Now, some will maybe offer a prayer first, a prayer of thanks, a prayer of guidance, and I think that's great, but then you get on with your day. How do we pray without ceasing? How do we pray continually? Well, I believe that this is speaking more to an attitude and a mindset of prayer. We remember that we can pray, and it prompts us to pray. His prayer would continually be rising to the throne of grace. Now, I do believe that he had set times of prayer. And church, I believe that we should have set times of prayer too. Don't leave it to uh, an urgency to get to prayer. Decide, I'm going to pray in the morning. I'm going to pray before I go to bed at night. Those are two great times to pray. You ought to be praying for your food, I believe. Not just some ritual that it has become for, for most of us. But I believe we ought to give thanks. This is a good opportunity for us to pray and offer thanks. God, I thank you that you have provided for me. I think it's still good that we pray for our breakfast and our lunch and our, our dinner, our supper. Amen? Amen. How many of y'all pray for your food? Well, there's at least three times that you, ought, you, you could be praying and you should be praying. Amen. Build these moments of prayer, these times of prayer. David prayed in the morning. He prayed in, at noon and he prayed at night. There was continual prayer, prayer throughout the day. Now, when we're praying for the food, that's, that's focused, and, and, you know, we're hungry, so we pray short prayers right there, don't we? We want to eat. But set aside time that you can just pray about your life and the things that you're facing. This is how we can pray without ceasing. This is how we can continually be praying. Now, I want to say this. Continual praying is for our benefit not for God's benefit. And what I mean is, when we pray the very first time, God hears it. Don't think that because the answer hasn't come your way, that God didn't hear your prayer. Don't think that because the answer is delayed, that God is focusing on somebody that He likes better than you. Because, see, we... And, we, we go through this, I think. You know, some of us are, are perhaps without a job and, and, and we're in a hallway. I've talked about the hallway before. You were in this room and God closed that door and he hasn't opened the next door yet, so you're kind of living in a hallway, so to speak. But yet you see God opening doors for everybody else. You see God providing jobs for everybody else. And I think sometimes we might think God likes that person more than he likes me. Don't think that. That's not the case. You see, God just has a special plan for you. God has a special plan for me. 
God is forming me. God is shaping me. And who am I to say to the potter, I want you to hurry up and make me the way I want to be made? Sometimes God just has to smash me again because I get full of myself and he wants me full of him. So he's got to break it and make me again. Because I get stubborn, I get selfish. I know nobody else lives there, that's all right. <laughs> Continual praying is not for God's benefit. Continual praying is for my benefit. Don't think God didn't hear you the first time. Don't think God is ignoring you. Don't think God is preoccupied. Don't think God is hard of hearing. Continual praying will keep you focused. We prayed through song, this great, great psalm, Psalm 121. Where do we go in our time of trouble? I lift up my eyes to the heavens. I lift up my eyes to the mountains. When you keep on praying, it will keep you focused. And we need focus, church. Our eyes are distracted by every little thing. You can't look at a billboard. You can't look at TV. I'm telling you, everything is pulling our attention away from what we should be focusing on. When we set times of prayer and we pray throughout the day, we pray continually, it keeps us focused. It, it takes the focus off of our hurt, off of our problem, off of our, our, our yuck, our mess, and it puts our focus on the God who's able to take care of us. When you take what you're carrying out of your hands, look at your hands. There's only so much you could carry in those hands. But when we let go and release it from our hands, it goes into the hand of Almighty God, the one who flung the stars, the one who shaped the planets, the one who spoke and said, let there be light, and there was. He can handle your problem. He can handle your situation. Continual prayer will keep you focused on the God that answers prayer and not on your problem. See what I'm saying? More praying means less complaining. <laughs> and this is our kind of default human beings, our default is to complain. You, you look throughout scripture. We're made this way, folks. We'll have to fight against it. Praying more means less complaining. More praying means less gossiping. Mm. I mean, if our lips are going to be moving and our jaws going to be jacking, how about we pray about it instead of talk about it behind somebody's back? Anybody wants to hear this? Today? I, I don't think anybody wants to hear it. More praying means less negativity. Are, are you, are you going to go to your earthly mother or are you going to go to your heavenly father? Are you going to go to the phone or are you going to go to the throne? <laughs> more praying means more faith. More praying 
more assurance. The greater the need, the more we ought to pray. And I suppose that's when we will dig in and pray because the need is so great. Charles Spurgeon, the great theologian and preacher of yesteryear, he said this, seasons of great need call for frequent seasons of prayer. Have a pleading heart and God will have a plenteous hand. So, pray. Pray. Pray continually. Pray about the big things. Pray about the small things. Pray when the sun shines and pray when the rain falls. Pray when you're happy. Pray when you're sad. Pray in the morning. Pray in the noonday. Pray when the sun goes down. Just pray about everything. Continually pray. What do we do in our time of trouble? We pray. How do we pray? Pray contagiously. <laughs> pray contagiously. Look at verse 17 again. Evening, morning, and at noon I will pray and cry aloud. Last week I encouraged you to thank God out loud. God likes to hear us. But I believe others will also benefit from our thanks. I believe we ought to be praying out loud too, church. Pray out loud. David prayed so others could hear his prayer. Maybe then they would join him in prayer. I don't know. I know one thing. It was bold praying. It was fervent praying. It was praying that holds nothing back. It was praying that risks ridicule from others that don't know what you're going through. It was desperate praying. I believe he was saying, my need is so great, I'm going to cry aloud and I don't care who hears me. When you pray out loud, somebody just got their wings. Some angel just got their wings. <laughs> is that you, Gary? No. I said nobody has wings, right? When you, out, when you pray out loud, it has an impact that goes out. And it's like a ripple effect affecting people. Maybe even years down the road. Paul and Silas play, prayed out loud. They, they prayed and they sang out loud. And the place that they did this and the time that they did this was amazing. Acts 16, 25, it says, about midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. And the prisoners, they were listening. <laughs> so what happened as a result of this praying out loud? An earthquake happened. Imagine a prayer so powerful that it causes an earthquake to happen. What was the result of the praying out loud? The foundation was shaken. The prison doors flung open. But what good is an open prison door if you're still chained? 
But you know what happened as a result of their praying out loud? The Bible says that the chains of the prisoners came off. Hallelujah. You know what else happened? The jailer, he was going to take his life. He's like, I'm going to be killed anyway. I might as well just take my life. And, and they hollered out and they said, no, 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 we're all here. Don't, don't take your life. We're all here. Look at it this afternoon. Acts 16. Because of their praying out loud, the jailer was saved and confessed Jesus Christ as his Savior. <laughs> not, only, not only the jailer, the Bible says, and his whole household. Somebody say my whole household. My whole house, my wife, my kids, my sons, my daughters, the nieces and nephews and aunts and uncles. Can you imagine because of somebody saying, I don't care who hears me. I'm going to pray out loud to my God. I'm going to sing out loud to my God. I'm telling you, it, is, it has a powerful effect and it, it goes on and on and on. Now, the Bible only tells us about the jailer and his family, but I believe that there was such a fire. I believe there was such a conversion that the rest of the family, an ongoing family and neighbors were probably influenced and saved because once you're saved you can't keep that inside once you find the light when you've been in darkness once you find sight when you've been blind hallelujah you've got to tell that you've got to share that so we can only imagine how far-reaching that praying aloud was I think back to November the 14th, 1982, when two preachers preached and prayed out loud. This was the day that I made up my mind that I was going to follow Christ. I always knew he was real, but I got mad at God. I did. I got mad at God. And I decided I wasn't going to follow him. I mean, after all, how could a God that loved me let my mother die, you know? That was my excuse. We all have some nail to hang everything on, right? But I decided I'm not going to hang every, all of my future on one thing that happened in the past that hurt me. And I surrendered that day. And I think now of the impact of that prayer from these two men that prayed aloud that day. And I, like the jailer, decided I'm going to accept Christ and follow him. And the ripple effect of that prayer over the many, many years and over the many, many miles. It didn't just impact me, it impacted my family. It did, just didn't impact Terre Haute. Thank you. And the little surrounding area that I was in, it started reaching to different states. And I'm telling you right now, it went all the way to Southern California. And here I am today preaching and singing and praying out loud and it keeps on going and going and going. I'm telling you, as you get up on a prayer and you start praying a prayer, it has a powerful impact. It's contagious. It affects other people who are in prison, who are bound and need freedom. The prayer caused an earthquake, foundation shaken, Prison doors open, chains loosed, and salvation for the jailer and his whole family. I like to hear people pray. I mean, Mike, you, that prayer right there, I'm just telling you. I was about to throw my shoe at you. 
That's a good thing, by the way. If I ever say I'm going to throw my shoe at you, that means keep singing, keep praying, keep preaching, whatever. Wave my hanky at you, I don't know. But he got up on a prayer. He was just praying for our offering, and he got up on a prayer. He started praying something. Praying something that is affecting people. Building faith in people. We've got prayer warriors in this, in this church. We've got prayer warriors in this room. I mean, you throw the mic to Jerry Shark and just get out of his way. You get somebody right like Rose Kelly. Neither of them are here today, but I'm just telling you, she get up on a prayer and she start praying something. And all of a sudden, I feel better. Dodie Bedingfield, give her a microphone. And she starts praying an anointed prayer and healing starts happening. Deliverance starts happening. Pray a prayer out loud that's going to change somebody's life because somebody needs change. Somebody's bound. That's why, Michael, I said I felt like you ought to pray for somebody today. There was an anointing on your prayer. And I believe something happened as a result of your prayer because I'm not just praying not expecting. I'm praying believing. I'm praying without doubt. I'm praying believing God is going to come through. God is going to answer. God is going to break open the doors. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. And it makes me want to pray. Amen. Somebody else praying a, a passionate prayer makes me want to pray. Amen. It's like, give me the mic now. <laughs> right? Let me have a little turn at this. Pray contagiously. Hallelujah. David prayed out loud. Hallelujah. Pray a prayer of faith. Pray a prayer of fire, a prayer that gets in someone, a prayer that gets on someone. Church, no more passive prayers that don't move God, let alone move man. Let's pray big prayers and see big answers. Let's pray big prayers and see big results. Big prayers, big breakthroughs. Anybody need some family members saved? You're praying for God to save family members. Lift your hands. I want to see who I'm praying for right now. God, we thank you that it wasn't just for the jailer and his household. We believe that this could also be for us and our households. God, we lift up our hands, but we also lift up our faith today, God. Would you move on our family members right now? Some of them are out of state, God. Some of them are still in bed, but we know that by your power, by the power of your Holy Spirit, you can move on them, and we ask it to be done right now. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray for salvation of our family members. Come on, say, in Jesus' name, they will be saved. In Jesus' name, they will come to follow Christ. I believe it. When trouble comes, what do we do? We pray. We pray continually. We pray contagiously. <laughs> we pray confidently. Number three, jot it down. Pray confidently. As for me, verse 16, I will call upon God, and the Lord shall save me. Evening, morning, night, and evening, morning, and noon, I will pray, I'll cry aloud, and he shall hear my voice. Here's the moment to get your highlighter out. The moment to borrow a pen from your neighbor, underline this in your Bible. Circle it, point arrows to it. Make a note in the margin. 
Come on, remember, we're going to leave our Bibles as roadmaps to our children and our grandchildren maybe someday. And they'll look and see how faithful God was and what God said to us. Shall. God shall save me. Hallelujah. He shall. There's just a confidence in that. There's an assurance in that. I don't like what I'm facing right now. I don't like what I'm going through right now. This may be the darkest moment of your life, but somehow, someway, God shall save me. God shall hear my voice when I cry. <laughs> That's some confidence right there. That's how we ought to be praying, church. David prayed expecting God to hear. David prayed expecting God to answer. He had done this before. He remembered how faithful God was. Remember how God has heard and answered your past prayers. Anybody ever prayed a prayer that God heard? Anybody ever prayed a prayer that God answered? Come on, let me see your hand as a testimony. Just wave to me today. Hallelujah, we thank you, God, that you've heard us in the past. We thank you, God, that you've answered in the past. Not always how we thought, not always when we liked, but you heard us and you answered our prayers. God used surgery to bring about the healing of cancer in Michael's body. But thanks be to God. We prayed and God answered. Oh, come on, remember... Remember how God has seen you through. Remember those times that you cried in the, in the wee hours of the night that nobody else heard but God heard. And God answered. God saved family members before. He can do it again. God has healed your body in the past. He can do it again. God has provided for you as Jehovah Jireh in the past. God can do this again. God has made a way for you when you didn't know how there was going to be a way. God can do that again. So pray today. What do we do when we, when we face trouble? We pray. We just keep on praying. We pray a prayer that gets in and arms somebody else. And we pray with confidence. You know, we could learn something concerning prayer. Come here, Pimo, help me. I mean, there's a lot of people praying. You know that? There, there's people praying that just blow Christians out of, the, out of the water. Their dedication to prayer, their commitment, they pray faithfully every day. And they pray to a God, little g, that has no ears. not even alive can't hear and so will never answer and they pray and they pray and they pray there are people in our neighborhood in the neighborhood you live in I, I, I promise you just because of how global our region is if you ever want to get a slice of the world move to Southern California it's amazing look at around this room we have a pretty good representation of the world right here today. I love it. But there are people in your neighborhood. They offer fruit and vegetables. 
to a God that they've sanctioned off a part of their house or a room in their home, and that is where they will go to pray to their God and offer Him fruits and vegetables. And they do it consistently. They do it faithfully. They, they, it's just amazing. How much more should we be in prayer? Those who have found the light, praying to a God that does have ears, is alive, and not only can He answer our prayers, He will. We should be praying. I want you to stand. I want you to bow your heads. Is there anyone here today that you need to commit yourself to Christ and ask Him to come in and forgive you of your sins? You need to confess Him as Lord. If that's you, lift your hand. Let me pray for you. Today is the day of salvation. Accept Christ today. Let Him change your life, change your world. Is there anyone that needs to accept Christ Lift your hand now. Thank you, Lord. Okay, church, here's what I want us to do. I'm going to call everyone to the front. I want you to come now. I want you to come. Grab your family if you have family with you and come and press around the front. Let's do this quickly. I want, I want to get you out of here. Come all the way to this front step if you don't mind. There's lots of folks here today. So press on up. Amen. I don't want you to miss this. This is really powerful what's about to happen. If you aren't able to stand, we'll make room for you on one of these front pews. But I would like everybody to move and come forward. Glad the kids are here today. Thank you, Jesus. We believe prayer works, don't we? We believe that God hears us when we pray, don't we? So I want us to pray. I want you to form a group of five or six. There'll be people, maybe you don't know their first name, so ask if you don't know, ask their name. But I want you to get in groups of five or six or something like that. We've got new folks like Charlie and Darnell here. Maybe you don't know them yet, but get to know them. Nobody left out. And I want you just to group up about five or six. Some of you leaders look for people who are stragglers, okay? Scoop them right on up. Get them in your group. Nobody alone. Everybody, everybody having someone. Now, not everybody's going to be comfortable praying out loud. I, I understand that, and I don't want to make anybody uncomfortable, but I think every group will have at least one person that can pray confidently. And I want you to pray right now. I want you to, to talk with one another and then pray for the group that you're in. Come on. All you, want, all, all you that are leading, 
uh, have leadership ability, just take leadership right now and begin to ask for prayer requests and just begin to pray. If you're uncomfortable praying out loud, I'm gonna let you off the hook, all right? That's fine, but somebody needs to pray. Come on and pray for that group you're in. Pray for God's provision. Pray for God's blessing, God's healing. Pray for family members to be saved. Hallelujah. Come on, church, let's pray. We trust you, God. We trust you with our lives. We trust you with our homes. Come on, pray that prayer that the prisoners in the other cell would hear. Pray the kind of prayer that would cause the ground to shake. Pray till the prison doors swing open. Somebody in bondage is freed. Hallelujah. Come on and pray. something's happening something's happening hallelujah keep on praying keep on praying God is hearing our prayers right now God is answering our prayers right now thank you Jesus thank you Jesus hallelujah a prayer of faith a prayer of fire thank you Jesus God, make a way for us. Thank you, Jesus. Let the breakthrough come. Let the answer come. Let the solution come. Thank you, God. fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much hallelujah pray with fervency pray with effectiveness he's hearing our prayers he's answering our prayers thank you God thank you God Things are happening. 
nothing too hard, nothing too difficult. I lift up my Persistency in your prayer time. Persistent in prayer. How many sense God in the middle of your prayer time right there? How many just sense God? Powerful. Powerful. Thank you, Jesus. And God, I join my voice with all those who have been praying now that it would be done. It would be done in Jesus' name. Come on, say in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. <laughs> Hallelujah. Bless your name, God. Bless your name, God. Thank you, Jesus. Wow. Aren't you glad you came to the house of God today? Amen. Pastor Jim, I want you to come and dismiss us in prayer. Don't forget tonight, let's deck the halls. <laughs> Join with us today and let's, let's just beautify God's house. Amen. We thank you, Father, that we're allowed to come into your house and worship, to praise your name, to pray. Lord, fill us up so we can be witnesses for you to spread the gospel to be part of the good news we ask you lord to bless us and prosper us in what we do bring us back tonight as we decorate and get ready for one of the biggest outreaches that we do in this church this coming weekend we ask you lord to bring people into our way this week starting today starting as soon as we walk out the door that we would have opportunity to ask and to invite them to this, to this great uh, Christmas production. We ask all these things in your precious name. Amen. <laughs>